time now for the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. Lakeview Police Department Chief Christopher Jockums recently completed the FBI Law Enforcement Executive Development Association, or LEDA, trilogy course, emphasizing law enforcement leadership within the department and the community they serve. Jockums says FBI LEDA is not associated with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, but is rather a nonprofit that focuses on improving law enforcement management throughout the United States. Yeah, there was a lot that we learned throughout the three weeks. The biggest takeaway, what can I do better in the community? What can I do better for my guys? What can we as a whole do to make our department better? Where do we see ourselves going? big part of it is just outlining, you know, what your leadership is, what you want to accomplish, where do you want to go. Jockum started the LEDA trilogy in October of 2023 and finished taking the final class just this month. Jockum says each course lasted five days and dove into specific topics on law enforcement leadership. Each one kind of focuses on one thing or another, like the the supervisory leadership course was this is how you should do things. Your command leadership was, you know, more about establishing what you want to do as far as how you want to be a leader. And then the executive course was about the theories behind it. FBI LEDA offers law enforcement seeking leadership positions with these courses throughout the United States. And Jockums encourages all in an overseeing role to take this course. Leadership is something that I'm passionate about. I want to make sure I'm doing right and I want to learn the things that I need to know in order for us to be successful. I think it's extremely important that anybody who's getting promoted into those positions actually takes some form of leadership course. Law enforcement interested in taking the FBI LEADA Trilogy course can register for a class by visiting their website, www.fbileda.org. White Rock Conservancy in Coon Rapids regrettably had to postpone the sled building contest and race that was scheduled for this weekend. With no snow on the ground as of now and little to no predicted in the forecast, along with the forecasted 30 miles per hour winds and zero degree wind chill values, the event would be unable to occur safely. The organization cannot give a specific date to which they will be able to reschedule, all depending on how the weather cooperates. Those with questions are asked to contact Misty Conrad at 712-790-8221, extension 1. Stay updated with future events for White Rock's 20 Adventures for 20 years or for a new date for the sled building contest and race, follow White Rock Conservancy on Facebook. A KCG company's representative presented during the public's hearing last Tuesday during Jefferson City Council meeting in discussing the proposed zoning regulation change at the 403 West Head Street for a building of a multifamily residential unit. Anna Farewell, the representative for KCG, the uh, development company behind this unit, addressed the public saying that she understands the concerns community members have, but wants to emphasize the goal intended by their company. The population that we serve is meant for people who are already living and working in your community and they need access to modern place to live that isn't dilapidated, that they can get to the next step of their journey. Like it is not to bring people who don't live here. You know, we're not going to be advertising outside of Jefferson. That is not the goal. This is for people who live and work in Jefferson and Green County. 
KCG presented that they were looking to construct a multifamily development with 40 to 50 units and invest more than $14.5 million into the community with using local construction agencies and materials to contract for the project. All of the units would be under the Iowa Finance Authority Low Income Housing Tax Credit Program. And Councilmember Chad Sloan questioned the income requirements, wondering how someone who makes 13 an hour can afford the apartments slated for a $40,000 income. Farewell explained while not using a sloping scale, rent incomes will be adjusted to accommodate those making between $12.32 to $25 hourly or $23,000 to $58,000 salary per year. This development in particular, we accommodated for some 40% AMI to average median income. We'll have some units that are at 40% AMI. Those rents are lower for the same unit. So that if you are making 25000 if you are making 30000 you are still getting an apartment unit you belong to, that you can take care of, that you can like work out of, um, but that is appropriate for the income that you're bringing in. And then there are also 60% average median income units. But it, w- but it is flexed to what your income is. So somebody making 50000 they will pay a little more than somebody making 30000 Concerns were raised from community members like why would people go out to look for higher paying jobs when they can get cheaper rent, how someone can afford to pay the rent, which is between $531 for a one-bedroom apartment to a three-bedroom apartment for $1,122, and if other land options were considered for the development due to the drainage issues and the railroad tracks located just south of this potential lot. Most attendees that ask questions feel as though their questions went unanswered. The city council went ahead and approved of the first reading for the changing of the ordinance. Councilman Sloan was the only no voiced during that vote. Fuel prices jumped more than double digits in this week's report from the Iowa Department of Agriculture and AAA Iowa. As of Wednesday, February 14th, the average price for a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline in the state was $2.94, up 11 cents on the week, but 31 cents below prices from a year ago. The national average on Wednesday also climbed 11 cents to $3.26 per gallon. Retail diesel prices in Iowa spiked 26 cents at the pump to an average of $3.80 compared to the $4.14 this time last year. The national average for diesel remains 28 cents above Iowa's prices at $4.08 per gallon. Wholesale ethanol was unchanged from $2.16. In heating fuels, propane prices held steadily at $1.59 per gallon. Home heating oil jumped 25 cents to $3.22 per gallon. And natural gas prices at the Henry Hub reporting site fell 36 cents to $1.61 per MMBTU. And that has been the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We will be back for more right after these messages. Are you ready to fuel your career with a company that's making a difference? Look no further than Poet Bioprocessing in Coon Rapids. They're looking for a skilled plant operator to join their team. Get started with a generous sign-on bonus plus competitive pay based on your experience. Comprehensive benefits and a 401k to match to secure your future. Apply online at poet.com backslash Coon Rapids. 
February is the month to save big on all remaining new 2023 Ram trucks at Wittrock Motor Company in Carroll. Right now, take 10% off Ram 1500 Series trucks. This factory incentive along with the Wittrock discount will get you $10,000 off a new Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4. Also take 10% off remaining 2500 Heavy Duty Series trucks, which along with our discount will save you over $12,000. And remember, not only will we deliver a fast and enjoyable sales experience, we'll provide spectacular ongoing service to keep your new truck running smooth. See us today during the President's Day sales event going on now at Wittrock Motor Company in Carroll, where we stand above the rest. Time now for the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But before we get into the stories, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast with some weather facts. So tonight we're looking at snow mainly after midnight with a low around 21 degrees. Chance of snow is at 90%. Total nighttime snow accumulation of 2 to 4 inches possible. Friday, a 20% chance of snow before 7 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29. Wind gusts as high as 18 miles per hour. Friday night, mostly clear with a low around 12. Wind chill values as low as 0 with wind gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Saturday, sunny with a high near 35. Wind chill values as low as 0. Windy with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. And Saturday night, clear with a low around 22. Windy with gusts as high as 28 miles per hour. Yesterday's high was set at 2 p.m. in the afternoon at 59 degrees, while yesterday's low was 22, set at 7 a.m. Sunrise tomorrow will be at 7.15 a.m., and record high was set back in 1921 with 68 degrees, while record low was set back in 1905 at negative 25. So I'm so glad we're not anywhere close to the record low. I would love to see us get to the record high. That's just me, though. I like the warmer uh, weather. We did have two-tenths of rain here at the studio this morning, so we are getting some precipitation. And you know what? We do have some snow coming in, but looking at the forecast ahead, next week we got 50s, highs in the 50s. That snow, that 2 to 4 inches, is not going to stay around long. Now let's take a look at the second half of your evening news. Following 2023's success, the Carroll American Legion is again hosting a community dance this weekend. Legion member Randy Nealon says members wanted to try something new last year to help people get out of the house, and it went better than they had hoped. You get into February, and people are ready to get out and socialize a little bit more, and it's just a great event for them to come together as a community and visit and maybe dance. Doors will open at 6 p.m. Saturday, February 17th at the Carroll American Legion Hall on Ayers Avenue. And the dance begins at 7 p.m., ending at 11 p.m. With live music from two and a half guitars and a cash bar throughout the evening. Nealon says tickets are not required to attend. No tickets. We have free will donations at the door. Whatever you want to contribute to us, it's always welcomed. In recent years, the American, the Carroll American Legion has used the funds generated from the fundraiser to complete long overdue repairs to the Legion Hall. Nealon says they don't have any significant projects planned, so they are allocating any funds raised back to the community. Uh, this year we started up scholarships, both at Kemper and at Carroll High. We're doing the scholarships on an essay type of a thing, what it means to you to be an American. 500-word essay, we will form a committee at that time, read over them, and take the best one. Neeland adds they also plan to send a local delegate to the 2024 American Legion Boys State of Iowa. 
we haven't had anybody for many, many years to attend Boy State. This year, we kind of wanted to promote that a little bit more. Boy State is really, really good for students. It teaches them a lot about civics, leadership, democracy. Funding for these programs will come from money raised by the Carroll American Legion. Again, the annual community dance is set for Saturday, February 17th at the Carroll American Legion Hall. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the dance begins at 7 p.m. Adair Chief of Police, 47-year-old Bradley Eugene Went of Denison, was convicted yesterday by a federal jury in Des Moines on charges of conspiring to make false statements to the ATF, making false statements to the ATF, and illegal possession of a machine gun. Went, also the owner of BW Outfitters, a federal firearms licensee, allegedly exploited his position as a law enforcement official to acquire machine guns for personal use and profit. Between July of 2018 and August of 2022, Went used his capacity as police chief of police, purportedly wrote nearly 40 law letters requesting the purchase or demonstration of 90 machine guns for the Adair Police Department. The jury found him guilty of making false statements in these letters, indicating the machine guns were for official use, while later selling them for a personal profit of almost $80,000. Went faces a combined maximum prison sentence of up to 60 years, including up to five years for the conspiracy count, five years for each of the 10 false statements counts, and up to 10 years for illegal possession of a machine gun. Kansas City Field Division Special Agents in Charge Bernard Hansen says Mr. Went was in a position of trust and his ingregorious behavior betrayed the community he was entrusted to protect. Went was sworn to uphold the law, but instead he abused his authority as the chief of police for his own personal benefit. Sentencing is scheduled for June 14th. The FBI and ATF led the investigation, and U.S. Attorney Richard D. Westfall commended the dedication work of the agencies and the trial team in holding Went accountable for betraying public trust and abusing his authority. A Fort Dodge man is in custody following a multi-county high-speed pursuit Tuesday evening that continued for more than 35 miles. According to the Ida County Sheriff Wade Harriman, his office was notified of the pursuit at approximately 9.01 p.m., which began in Dunlap in Harrison County. The suspect vehicle was approaching the Ida County line via U.S. Highway 59. A deputy deployed stop sticks along the pursuant's projected route and successfully deflated the fleeing vehicle's tires. The chase eventually ended in a rural area north of Ida Grove, and the driver, identified as 26-year-old Ontario Redmond Altman, fled on foot. Law enforcement formed a perimeter and began a ground search, eventually locating Altman hiding in a feed wagon. He was booked into the Harrison County Jail, where he remains in custody as of today. Multiple agencies assisted in the pursuit, including the Ida, Crawford, Sac, and Woodbury County Sheriff's Office and Dunlap Police Department and the Iowa State Patrol. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting. Have a great evening.